let's go into the word of prayer, everybody. This is Pastor Stephen Wayne Babb from Raleigh, North Carolina, giving you a word of an encouragement this morning. This is Power Wisdom Keys Ministry. Power, Power Wisdom Keys Ministry. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Psalms chapter. I want us to read it together. I want you to read it today as you as you go along. I want you to read it together. It says, I will extol the Lord. At all times, his praise and always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. He answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear, and he delivers them. Taste and see the Lord is good, and blessed is the one who take refuge in him. I'm going to stop there. God promises great blessings to his people. But many of these blessings require active participation. He will deliver us from fear, save us out of our troubles, guard and deliver us, show us goodness, supply our needs, listen when we talk to him, and redeem us. But we must do our part. We can't appropriate, appropriate his blessing when we seek him. We can appropriate his blessing when we seek him. Cry out to him. Trust him. Fear him. Refrain from lying. Turn from evil. Do good. Seek peace. Or humble and serve him. When I look at these first verses, all these verses here, We need to give up our stupidity. We need to give up our stupidity. There's fools out there that retaliated on everything. Churches need to take a stand and fight for our right. We got a right to worship God. If a religious church or any kind of church, see they, you know what they call a Christian, a Christian church, a religious church. A church that's holy is not religious. It's a church that our church 
It's the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven is God's house. When I look at verse 8, it says, Taste and see that the Lord is good and blesses the one who takes refuge in him. Taste and see does not mean check out God's credentials. Instead, it's written invitation. Try it this. I know you like it. When we take the first step of obedience and following God, we will discover that He is good and kind. When we begin the Christian life, and knowledge God is partial and complete. As we trust Him daily, we experience how good He is. You know, sometimes we need to experience how good God is in our lives. Sometimes you need to sit down and you need to thank God or what, how good he is to you. You need to ask forgiveness of what you've done wrong. You know, it's just like there's a song that I'm going to play at the end. It's called Please Forgive Me by Jason Crabb, the Crabb family. I know you probably heard him, Jason Crabb, but he's awesome. He, he, he's a wonderful there's a lot of people in our lives today that is going to experience what God has doing in their life because they turn to God in this crisis. If you got crisis, you need to turn to God. You need to study the word. You need to let God apply them. You need to pray every day. You need to get out and you need to share your testimony. There's something that, that I got to tell you. When you read your word, the devil can't come close to you in the scripture because he's afraid that when he, he tries to get close to you, he is going to be scared because the power of Jesus has power. Jesus is power. Jesus is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel. Let me tell you, all that Jesus can do for you, he can do for me. But what I don't like and what I don't see, what I don't like and what I see is in another page. And, and I ask myself this question. Because there's a song that reflects what I'm writing on my next book. Why can't we? Why can't we forgive somebody? Why can't we take a stand? Why can't we be bold enough to speak out? We, we as Christians, we got to speak out. We got to speak up. We got to speak out. We got to speak up. As these business people that that's in this phase two thing in North Carolina, we gotta speak up. Or across the states you can get, you gotta speak up. It might be a different change for you, but you still gotta speak up. You gotta speak out. If you're scared of what the government is trying to do to you, you need to speak up. You need to speak out. 
I know some of you today are getting tired of you shutting in your kids at home. You need to get back to work. You need to do the things that you love. But let me tell you this. Maybe it's a wake-up call in your life to slow you down. Maybe your kids need to speak out. Speak out. To help organize the family. Organize their schools. Organize the business. Organize something. You tell your kids to do something and they don't listen. They're not following the obedience rule. To honor. As leaders are trying their best to try to figure out a cure for this thing. How about if there was no cure? I don't think there's a cure. I think this is a... uh, I don't think it's a cure. Something dropped the ball. Somebody dropped the ball. And I don't know who it is. You can't blame Donald Trump on this. You can't blame yourself. The person, the people that's over there in China is responsible for this because it came over there before it came over here. See, somebody dropped the ball. On Memorial Day, we honor those who made the ultimate sacrifice. But Lowe's commitment to military personnel is bigger than just one day. We were founded by two GIs, and today we're proud to employ over 20,000 veterans. But that's why we let me tell you this. Sacrifices the military families have made, and why we've committed to saving military You need to get up out of your seat today. We honor every single day. You need to hold your wife or your husband's hand today or you got a child. You need to get together and start praying together right now as a family. You need to unite yourself in the, in the house of God. You need to get yourself ready when you get back into the gathering and prepare yourself for distance, relations, but a family can stick together. You don't have to be spread out. If you know your family, they can be with you. I still think churches need to get out the, without the pews and start putting chairs in and start having distance. Let me tell you this. The pews need to get out every church and start putting chairs in. The pews has got to go. The pews has got to go. The pews has got to go. You don't need pews because it feels comfortable. You need to have a chair where it's uncomfortable so when you try to get to sleep, God wakes you up with a shout. Oh my God. Get rid of the pews and start putting chairs in the churches. The pews is old. It needs to get out. They rot to the core. The wood rots because something goes inside of them and they die. So I'm going to tell you something. In your life, you got a, a mind, a dead mind, but you need to get a live mind. And you need to speak out. You need to speak up. You need to speak out. You need to speak up. It's time for you to speak out. It's time for you to speak up. Take a stand for what's right. Speak out. Speak up. Speak out. Speak up. Are you tired of this? 
Well, speak out. Speak up. This is the word of encouragement to today. To speak out and to speak up. Be blessed. Good evening, everyone. This is Pastor Stephen Wayne Batten. I have got a word for you tonight. A word for you tonight. I want you to dwell on it tonight. I'm going to talk about invest to increase. Invest to increase. Either you use it or you lose it. You use it or you lose it. That isn't exactly the way the Lord Jesus Christ said. It is in the teaching his investment, principally in the parable of the pounds, but it's in the essence of the law of increase and decline, which he taught in the parable. Jesus taught about a man who, before leaving on a trip, gave his service each a pound. When he returned, the first sinner had invested and made a tenfold increase. The second had made the fivefold increase. But the third had hidden one pound that he had received. The first and the second servants were commended by their masters. But he scolded the third servant for being too timid even to place his pound in a blank bank where he may have earned some interest on it. The principle is, by use your possesses and gain. By disuse you decline and lose. I'm going to say that again. By use your possesses and gain. By disuse, you decline and lose. That means if you don't put in something, then you lost everything. You will lose everything. A man with an 18-inch bicep who is able to lift 100-pound barbells single-handed will be forced to put his arm in a sling and not use it for fear of hurting it through exercise. To keep his strength, he must exercise his muscle. By so doing, he will not only keep what he has, but increase it. To gain energy, you must give energy. I'll say that again. To gain energy, you must give energy. Only a fool thinks the way retain or gain energy is by resting, continuing to conserve what he has. An intervention will take place through rest while the man constantly putting himself to the test by exercising will become more and more energetic. The principle of the parable is that hoarding causes loss, while investing will not only allow you to keep what you have, but gain more through the use of it. The more you give to God, God is going to bless you. But if you don't use your money wisely, you're going to lose everything. The proper use of money is to prosper by the use. It's the same with time and talent. The business world, the, the business world says it's the way. Say it this way. It takes money to make money. It takes money to make money. In desiring to invest, save, own, or business, many people want to start big. At the top, not reason the giant oak trees come from a small acorns. Despise not the day of small beginning 
is a, a biblical principle. You cannot invest thousands before investing just one or make millions of dollars until you have made the first dollar. It's the first one that counts all the others will follow. Investing and forgiving both has the same principle. Start where you are with what you have. Start where you are with what you have. Every man wants to invest something that will cause him to gain from it. There are three things a man can invest. Time, talent, and treasure. Time, talent, and treasure. When you think of investments, when you think of investments, do not limit your thinking to the investments of your money in stocks and real estate or a new business. Every day of your life, you invest 24 God-given hours in something or some things. Every time you use your talent, either as an accountant or a trained soldier, a pilot, or any other occupation, you are investing that talent. Here are some guidelines for investing. Number one, you invest in people. You invest in people. A company is only good as the person who manages it or control it. My son Paul called me one day asking advice concerning an investment he was contemplating making. He informed me that some very important people were investors in the company. He named some of the musical artists, pastors, and flutes of business, and others were invested in the enterprise. Who owns the company? Who is the president? Who is going to run it? I asked him. I don't know. Why? He asked. You don't invest in investors, you invest in the corporate officers. I explained, a company business, government, or ministry is only good as the character of the man controlling it. Paul did not know who the officers of the corporation were or who they had chosen as the chief executive officers. So my advice to him was to keep his money. Con artists attain their reputation, especially through association with men of good character. They use people to influence people, devoid of integrity themselves. They cover their chaudary with the aura of honesty, derived from acquaintance with men of real worth. Just because a man calls himself a brother does not mean that he has the character or ability to want to invest in. You are not to keep a company with anyone who claims to be a brother Christian, but is a swiddler. Don't even eat lunch with such a person. It's the scriptural injunction. Avoid such a person. He has a righteous character. A swiddler in the church is still a swiddler. Saintly sinners are still sinners. When you invest and remember, you are not investing in the character of the company, which is derived from the character of the man managing it. Number two, before, before investing, investigate. Integrity is the essence of a character. Faithfulness is the cornerstone. Only simpleton believes what he told. A prudent man checks to see where he is going, is what the proverb says. Your peace of mind and heart is the best evidence that what you are doing is right. Peace is the umpire for doing the will of God. Peace is the umpire for doing the will of God. 
Integrity is needed by both parties in an investment. Fortress circumstances can be blown away with any passing wind, but the peace the Lord gives is an anchor to the soul. Investigate. Then let the peace of God be your umpire for doing His will in your life. Number three, risk. Don't gamble. Everything in life has a risk. You must take risks in whatever venture you have to undertake. And every time you take a decision, make a decision. But a risk is different from gambling. Gambling is risking on a chance. Wealth from gambling quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows, says Proverbs. One world-famous gambler wrote in his autobiography why he believes he's successful while most other gamblers die in penalties. When I'm hot, I'm hot, he wrote. When I'm not, I quit. There is a reason to everything under the sun. There is a seed time and a harvest, and the season can't be changed. Seed time never follows harvest any more than spring follows summer. There, there are seasons of life also. Seasons to sow, seasons to reap. Only a fool will try to harvest in springtime, knowing the seasons in life when the time has come to sow by. Investing or weight is vital being able to reap the increase. God's word tells us to be instant in season and out of season, meaning that constancy is the one virtues of manhood. Our constancy in our relationship with Lord will cause us to recognize our seasons of sowing and waiting and reaping and keep us from regarding a gamble as a risk. A wise man respects the season of his life and refuses to invest when out of season and on gamble. It must be in writing. Number four, it must be in writing. Mr. Understand is a tool of strife. Friends can bar enemies through misunderstanding. That's why in our ministry office we have saying, if it isn't in writing, it doesn't exist. People miss God's best through impatience, lose God's best through misunderstanding. Trust is the basis of friendship, but a poor memory undermines trust. The way the Bible teaches is that reliable communication permits progress. That's why you don't ever invest in anything that's not spelled out on paper and signed a reliable communication. Even when they borrow money, personally from their own company, they each agree to it. The terms of the agreement. God's kingdom rests on the covenants. Satan's kingdom thrives on misunderstanding. Living, leaving room for misunderstanding is leaving room for the devil. Understanding is like an agreement, produces power. Misunderstanding, like disagreement, results in powerlessness. God puts his word in his agreement with us in writing. Learn to put yours in writing as well. Never leave room for misunderstanding. Write it down. Number five, don't live with death. Don't live with death. If you lose an investment, bury it. Man who have failed refused to try again to live with death. 
Learn to live, bury your past failures, not the talents you still have. Admit your loss. Learn from it. Then go on to better things. Don't carry past mistakes like a dead carcass. Apostle Paul wrote, A wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death. In Paul's day, the customary punishment for a person convicted of murder was to be chained to the body of the individual he had killed. Everywhere the guilty person went, he would drive with him the dead carcass of his victim. Eventually, you will not die from the weight of the blood burden. Paul referred to his past life before he come to know Christ. He's crying for deliverance from the weight of the sins. When he received release from the Lord for his guilt, he wrote, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Our answers for our past sins are the same. Jesus came to give us life and to give it more abundantly. You don't need to live with death. Six, invest in producers. In his parable of the pounds, Jesus teaches another very important truth. The man who does the least talks the most. Don't wait. Doers don't waste time on cover their deeds with conversation. Invest your time with men who inspire. Invest your money with men who produce. Invest your talent with men who create. Iron sharpens iron. It's the biblical principle for surrounding yourself with thieves who sharpens a mind and character will sharpen your own. Don't be a fool by men who talk. Invest in men who produce. That's something that I want you to talk about. Invest to increase. Invest to increase. Have a blessed and wonderful night. This is Pastor Stephen Wayne Bannon from Power Wisdom Keys Ministry.